The United States of America is officially omnibusted. What's up? This is Mark K. Saves the Republic. Thank you so much for joining me today. Man, I hope everyone had a great holiday. We're back. We're live. We've got a brand new podcast. We've got a brand new show coming up a little later on today. We've got a brand new group of Republicans who we hate, <laughs> which is, you know, something that I didn't. Yeah, I knew it was going to happen eventually, but I didn't know what happened. This, there's a lot of them, too. 18. Eight of the 40. What are we up to? 49 Republicans left in the Senate or the 49, I guess the 50 that are still serving. Uh, 18 of them are horrible people. Um, a couple of them are on the way out. And so it shouldn't be a shock to anybody. A, a couple of them I wish were on the way out, but they're not. We'll get through that list uh, here in just a minute. A couple big things have been going on, though, over the the uh, the break. First of all, the omnibus. Blah. Uh, Kat Kamak, representative from Florida's 3rd District and good friend of ours. I was watching her on Instagram. She did live. She was very frustrated and very distraught. And I hope that that frustration and that distraughtness, is that a word? Distraughtness, distraughtitude, the, the distraught, the way I, I hope that her anger and frustration, uh, you know, is resonating through the entire Congress and really allows them to come together and just, you know, put the, the thumbscrews to these Democrats finally and uh, turn everything around for the United States of America. Because it's looking bad, man. It's not even looking, it's not looking as positive as I used to think it was going to look. Uh, and there's a, there's a big speakers battle that we'll get to as well. That's another, that's another problem. The Republicans got a lot of problems. In fact, I'm going to be honest with you over the break. Um, I sat down, I wasn't going to do a lot of work, but I got compelled after the omnibusted bill, um, or after the omnibus bill busted the United States of America, after this continued speakers battle, after what the Democrats, I mean, the Democrats feel like they're still in control, which they shouldn't because that you're yeah, sure they have the Senate and the white house, but the, uh, the, the, um, Supreme court. And also the, the House of Representatives are firmly in liberal control, but they, they still really feel and they look and they act and they talk like they're in control of the country. And that's bad news for Republicans. They got to take control. They got to realize they have power too, and they've got to use it. In fact, there's only one real Republican in the entire world that's using their power uh, to fight evil and to, to spread good. I'm pretty sure you can guess who that is, and I'll tell you who that is here in just a minute if you haven't yet guessed. Uh, but a couple big things happened. First of all, um, I sat down and I started to write some resolutions for the Republican Party because they're lost, man. They have no idea what's going on. They have no idea how to win. And we only have about one year before 2024. 2024, super crucial. 2024 is a super crucial year for the Republicans because A, there is a uh, presidential election. Joe Biden can be booted out of office. Right now, it's really strange for me to be saying this or even thinking it, but Joe Biden has a pretty good chance of winning re-election as the Democrat candidate, because not because he's great, but because the Republicans have proven once again, they don't know what the hell they're doing when it comes to picking candidates and running elections and getting people to vote. Uh, so that's a big problem. So I sat down and I wrote out because in 2024, you got the, the presidential election, you got the Senate up for grabs. You've got eight battleground seats, all held by Democrats, very doable for the Republicans to win. Could be a Democrat bloodbath if, of course, the Republicans are ready to pull out their knives and start stabbing people. And I mean that figuratively, not literally. I'm not I'm not telling you to go stab Democratic senators. I'm talking about, you know, I'll pick up a new metaphor that that's not so violent and couldn't be uh, as easily misconstrued. Um, but anyway, so what happens is you've got all of And then, of course, the House of Representatives always up for grabs. But the Supreme Court vacancies are something we need to start looking at into the future as well. Clarence Thomas, great guy uh, of sound body and mind, getting on in years. Also, Elena Kagan is in her mid-60s now. You've got uh, with Sonia Sotomayor in her mid-60s. You've got a lot of these aging um, Supreme Court justices who may be stepping aside, may be forced to step aside, or may be waiting to step aside until they know 
that they can be replaced by somebody just as conservative or, I mean, in Clarence Thomas's case. Um, but anyway, so we're going to see what's happening. But it, it's really a crucial time for the Republicans to get their poop together, if you will, and act like a party that wants to actually win some stuff. So I sat down and I started writing uh, resolutions for the Democrat, for the Repo- Republican uh, Party in 2023. I call it Republican Revolution Resolutions, right? I thought that was pretty Republican Revolution Resolutions for 2023. And as soon as that's ready and as soon as I've still got a couple more, I mean, I, I started typing and I got to like page 20 and I was like, oh, it's Christmas. I should probably go, you know, spend time with the family or something. So uh, as soon as it's all done, I'll let you know, um, I'll make that available to you. I'll let you know where you can get it and where you can read it. And then you can, you know, gift it to people and you can spread it around and you can, you can make sure that everybody's reading what the Republican revolution resolutions for 2023 should be. If we at all want to set ourselves up for success in 2024 and finally save the Republic. Um, so that's number one. Number two is uh, getter, which is, uh, you know, it's a, it's an alternative to Twitter and Facebook and all these other social media platforms that were distinctly Democrat. And we know this now, thanks to the Twitter files, the Twitter files have been still coming out fast and furious. We now know that not only has Twitter uh, censored conservative voices, censored information that they thought would be beneficial to Donald Trump and also be a hindrance to the Joe Biden presidential campaign. Not only has the FBI and the CIA worked with Twitter and of course, duh, all the other people. I mean, think about this. Twitter was like the fourth man on the totem pole, maybe third, probably fourth. You got Facebook and Instagram. You've got Google, YouTube. And then I guess Twitter comes in like somewhere around third. So if they're, if Twitter's being used by the FBI and the CIA to censor information and to push uh, liberal propaganda and to bury real news that could help conservatives and hinder uh, Democrats, then uh, you know they're doing it with Google and Facebook as well. In fact, we know that Joe Rogan talked to Mark Zuckerberg already, who said, yeah, the FBI told us this was misinformation and turned out to be true. So that's something that, 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 that's been coming out kind of fast and furious. But Getter, uh, one of the fastest growing alternatives to Twitter and Facebook and social media, also very conservative, uh, founded by our good buddy Jason Miller, who worked with Donald Trump for years, has just seen exponential growth. And over the, over the break, I guess I, maybe it wasn't over the break. I just came aware of it over the break. But they launched a TikTok alternative. Because TikTok, as you know, China spy app, they got the Chinese people spying on us through the China spy app. They're, they're feeding us information. They're destroying our kids' brain cells. They're weakening our entire country, and they're stealing all of our data through TikTok. And I know what you're thinking, Mark, hey, why are you on TikTok? Well, you know, you keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. Uh, so that's why I'm on there. But Getter has launched a new platform called Vision, or it's part of their, their Getter platform called Vision, and it is a TikTok alternative, and it's pretty great. So I started posting some videos there as well. And that's something I'm going to start utilizing um, throughout the next year. Because TikTok, it seems, is getting more and more enemies on either side of the aisle. More and more information is coming out about it. And it looks like it could be thwarted or throttled or taken out of the app store or just, just illegalized. Illegalized? Made illegal. They could just get rid of it here in the United States of America. We have that power. And it's probably, you know, probably something we should look at. Um, it'll be interesting, by the way, it'll be the first time I've been kicked off of a social media platform, not by the platform itself, but by the government of the United States probably won't be the last time, uh, but definitely will be, and definitely will be the first. So that's something we're going to be utilizing, uh, going into the new year. But then there's of course the omnibus and the omnibus has opened up our eyes to what the real dangers are in the Republican party. And it's not the Democrats. We know the Democrats are dangerous. We know what they think. We know what they stand for. We know what they want to do. We know how they're grooming our children. We know that they're immoral, uh, anti-American, 
They're anti-constitution. We know that they are anti-capitalism and everything that makes this country great, they are against. So that's pretty, bl- I mean, they, and they, they don't, they don't play. They don't hide that. That's out there for anyone can see uh, that the Democrats basically hate this country, hate you, hate capitalism, hate your money. They want all the power. They want all the prestige. Um, they want all of the, uh, they want all of the financial responsibility. And then they want to, and they don't care about our tradition, our history, our moral values, Christianity, uh, your children, any of those things. They only care about themselves, garnering money and power for themselves um, in any way, shape, and, and form possible. And they'll do it by making these alliances with deadly, dictatorial, tyrannical whack jobs who hate us, but have big uh, big pocketbooks. So anyway, that's, that's where they are. And the problem is the Republicans, instead of fighting the Democrats every step of the way, they throw in with them. Uh, I mean, there's a handful of them, in it, and it's growing. I don't know why it's growing. It used to be... Uh, what was it? There were seven senators. There were seven senators who stabbed Donald Trump in the back and voted to impeach him the second time around. The first time around, there were like four. Uh, but there were seven the second time around, the usual suspects. And now you look at this list of people who, who voted to push this $1.7 trillion omnibus spending package that includes LGBTQ plus initiatives all over includes a waste of money for these hiking trails and buildings named after Democrats like, oh, Michelle Obama, who's really done like absolutely nothing. You want to talk about a worthless person who's done absolutely nothing? Michelle Obama's done basically squat. And we want to name a hiking trail after her in Georgia? I don't know. Is she even from Georgia? I don't even know. Where is Michelle? Where was Michelle Obama born? Let me, I'm going to Google that quickly. Michelle Obama was born in Chicago. Why are we building a hiking trail in her name in Georgia? I don't under, I don't get the I don't get that at all. But anyway, again, it's Democrats. It doesn't matter. They're just going to hand out money to. I guess what it is is John Ossoff and Raphael Warnock said, "Hey, we need this money so that we can go to our constituents and say, we know you love Michelle Obama. We got a hiking trail for her. Uh, so vote for us again when we come up for real life. Who knows what the deal is? Uh, but that's one of the things they did. Anyway, look at the here's the list of Republicans. Roy Blunt. All right, that guy's retiring. Not at all shocking. That guy's retiring. That guy hates Donald Trump. That guy hates Republicans. That guy is basically trying to stick it to everybody on his way out. We're, we're done with him. We have a brand new senator from North Carolina we're really excited about. Pardon me while I drink some water. John Boozman, a little bit of a shock, but not really. Uh, Shelly Capito, again, I'm a little shocked from West Virginia. She would do that, but she did. Susan Collins, not at all shocking. John Cornyn from Texas, this guy... <coughs> We knew he was going to vote for this package because he was the chief negotiator on this package. And he's also one of Mitch McConnell's like henchmen. So John Cornyn from Texas. I mean, I, again, not shocking. I'm a little shocked because he's from Texas, uh, but I'm not shocked because I knew that he's, he's basically one of these swamp creatures that's looking to climb the social ladder. And if Mitch McConnell ever retires or dies or both, then uh, I, I know he's, he's vying for that top position. Tom Cotton. Now, this is the one that I didn't realize I, you know, until, until Tom Cotton from uh, Missouri, from, um, uh, where, where is he from? Yeah. From Missouri, right? Tom Cotton. Wait, why am I, why am I blanking? Uh, as soon as Tom Cotton from, um, Arkansas, pardon me, uh, Tom Cotton voted for this. I thought to myself, this is bizarre because Tom Cotton is a pretty staunch conservative. I know Tom Cotton has presidential aspirations. Uh, I know Tom Cotton has been very conservative in the past. I mean, the committees and the questioning and the, and the, uh, you know, the legislation he supported 
So it really baffled me that Tom Cotton, and I think it baffled a lot of people, his name was not one that you expected to see on this list. And I think it probably did some damage to his credibility as a, as a conservative. But I tweeted out, about, I was like, Tom Cotton, WTF, dude, what are you doing? And as soon as I did that, I, I heard from a lot of people on Twitter, a lot of people from Arkansas. I didn't know this. He's a very, he's, he's seen as a rhino in a lot of political circles, which was shocking to me. Um, anyway, and kind of disappointing. So boo, Tom Cotton, boo, you suck. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Lindsey Graham, that guy we already know is horrible. Jim Inhofe, Mitch McConnell, Jerry Moran, Lisa Murkowski, Rob Portman, Mitt Romney. By the way, as a Republican, you never want to be on a list with Mitt Romney. If you and Mitt Romney are on the same list, you're doing something wrong and you're clearly not a Republican. Uh, Mike Rounds, Richard Shelby, John Thune, Roger Wicker, and Todd Young. Now, thank God my two senators from Florida are not on this list. Marco Rubio and Rick Scott. Applause to them. Uh, thank God Ted Cruz stayed off of this list. Rand Paul, of course, was not going to be on this list at all because he launched into one of the best diatribes about how ridiculous. In fact, I'm going to pull some of those clips and play them on the show because I really think Rand Paul, uh, Rand Paul is one of the few people in this country who really embodies what this country is all about or what it should be about. He's one of the few people that understands not just fiscal responsibility, but the, uh, the constitution, the roles of government, and more importantly, how, um, the other side, the left is bastardizing all of that stuff and using every single tool at their disposal to, to destroy and chip away at what our government and what our country should be. And he laid out with this omnibus spending package of the 4,000 plus pages. I mean, he laid out in really, 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 really easy to understand uh, language, just how bad this thing is. And, and he pointed to a couple of things that were going on that the Democrats and Republicans, let's be honest, because they're both to blame here. We're trying to squeeze through without you knowing about it. The fact that it came out on a Tuesday at 1 a.m., the fact that it had 4,000 pages and nobody had read, the fact that there were like there was like $16 billion in earmarks alone, the whole thing is just nutso. And um, and anyway, he tried to call that out. I know Rick Scott was with him. Uh, a couple, I think Mike Lee was with him as well. But there's just, there's so much in that. I'll, I'll play it for you. Rand Paul really is one of the, the last great patriots that this country has. And the people of Kentucky should be really proud of him. Now, on the flip side of that, the people in Kentucky also gave us Mitch McConnell. So I don't know what's up with Kentucky, but it's like they're messing with our heads. You know, it's like, it's like Kentucky sends us to rehab to dry out. And then as soon as we get back, they give us a, you know, a crack rock. They're like, you know, or like they say, Hey, let me drive you to the Alcoholics Anonymous meeting. And then when they pick us up, they can take us to the bar for a couple drinks. That's exactly what Kentucky's like because they gave us Rand Paul who's fighting every single day for this country and Mitch McConnell, who's basically undermining that battle every single day. So uh, you got to get your crap together, Kentucky. I don't know what you guys are pulling. You gave us Rand Paul back, but you also gave us Mitch McConnell for gosh, four more years. Is that true? I'm going to slam my head. I'm going to slam my head against the wall anyway. So that's where we are. That's kind of bringing you up to date. And that's what's been going on since you went on vacation or you may still be on vacation since I went on vacation. And we're back with a live show today. We've got live shows all this week. We're off Monday because it's the first of the year or whatever. Um, and then, you know, Tuesday we go whole hog into the new year. But it, it's very exciting. And there's a lot going on. There's a lot of work still left to do. And I'm going to be here every day working on it. And I hope you will as well. Uh, one of the things I always tell people is that if we're going to win in 2024 and we've got to build in 2023 a coalition of conservative Republicans that are going to go out and do whatever needs to be done. Um, you've got to be able to go out there and preach conservatism. You've got to be that evangelist. 
of conservatism. And one of the best ways to do that is to take this podcast that you just listened to. If you watch the video on YouTube or if you watch the video on, on locals or wherever you happen to be watching me, hell, if you watch one of my new vision uh, short videos on Getter, you've got to share that information. You've got to share the info. You've got to, you've got to share the link. You've got to make sure as many people are listening and watching and, and being part of this program as possible. Because like I said, I'll be here putting the message together. I'll be here giving you the news and the information. I'll be here telling you who's right, who's wrong, who's good, who's bad, who's fighting for America, who's fighting against it. You don't have to go and regurgitate all that stuff. You just have to click share. You just have to click repost or retweet or whatever it is and help us get it out there because we've got one year, basically. We've got 2023. We've got to use that year to set up for 2024. And in 2024, we've got to get our crap together so that we can finally win these elections. Um, you know what? I'm going to post, like I said, later this week, my 2023 Republican Revolution resolutions. And that's something else we got to get out there. So we've got one year to really turn this party into the, the messy mix of just of just greedy bastards that it is and make it a make it a cohesive unit of people that work together to defeat their enemies at all cost, because that's what the Democrats do. And the Republicans haven't yet figured that out. And the sooner they do the sooner we can all be guaranteed that in 2024, we'll finally be able to save the Republic.